orange and red is the first thing that hits you, then the cheery gold accenting the mail slot, and the handle. The window sits right in the middle, looking for anything like a window where you would buy a ticket to ride a train. Oh, a train. That's exactly what this door reminds you of. A cheery holiday train. You grab the handle and pull it open and are almost surprised that no steam came rolling out. With a grim determination, but holding tightly onto the feeling of Christmas in your heart, even as this wave of anti-Christmas, anti-magic hits you invisibly, but noticeably, wave after wave, just whomping you. There is something inside of all of you that is living in your hearts that cannot be broken and cannot be crushed. As you walk through the darkness, you come onto a glittering cave, veins of gold and silver visible through cracks and crevices in the stone, the cold, icy stone. You hear the sound, more more accurately, you hear three jumbled together sounds. You hear the sound of a doot, doot, doot. You hear the sound of a and you hear the sound it's hard to describe but it sounds like the clinking together of something metallic small almost like the jingling of coins those three sounds are melding together in a cacophony that gets louder the deeper you go The sound comes to an absolute crescendo as you come to, I don't want to say the mouth of a deeper cave because this is a clear entrance. There are carvings, there are runes, there is something that was sealed here. The doorway is open and as soon as you arrive, the sounds stop immediately feel in your hearts that this is the point of no return. As you look around in the dim, dim light, you can see the reflection in the ice of three figures. These are the same spirits that sent you on this journey to begin with. They are watching you. And while you feel that they cannot help you, you know that they are trying to guide you. As you step over the threshold, you see in the center of this enormous room, covered, it appears, in veins of gold and silver and platinum, diamonds and other precious gems glittering in the stone around. The entire floor is covered in coins, of every value from every country. And at the center is this roiling mass. The majority of it is made of some kind of veiny pulsing flesh. 
but parts of it are toys. Parts of it are what appear to be some form of electronics. Parts of it appear to be fine clothes. Parts of it appear to be registers. Parts of it appear to be gifts. But all of it roils together in this feeling of need, this feeling of yearning, this feeling of unfulfillment washes over all of you and it seems to emanate from this entity itself. While you cannot tell the front from the back, just walking in, an enormous mouth opens at the center of this mass and you see, instead of a throat and a mouth, is just void. It is a nothingness. It is a leeching force. You feel that whatever the opposite of the true Christmas spirit is, this entity is made from whatever ichor that is produced by. You hear a roar that sounds like the opening of a cash register and then slamming closed. Roll for initiative. The order is going to go Spruce, Paco Bell, Hallie, the entity, and then Jack. You're up, feather boy. Spruce is going to uh, put a hand on his scarf and then look at everybody and be like, this is what we came for, and run forward with his hand axes out. If Spruce dies, I'm immediately leaving. That's going to be a 17 for first hit. That will hit. Sweet. That's going to be nine damage to start, and then he's going to... Oh! Sorry. Nine damage to start. Uh, As he is, like one hand axe in he's gonna rear back with his other hand axe and just put literally every amount of force and magic and love into this and nat 20 on this mother yo double max it's been used against you now you can use it so that's gonna be 18 points of damage for that second strike all right so 18 is what you can do maximize times two all right times two what is it? 18 times 2 is 36. I got mathed. So your axe comes down and cuts through the gross flesh of this entity. As it splits, you smell something rotting and old. But you can tell through the shriek that it makes that you landed a hit. This thing can bleed, even if it isn't blood. It's going to bring us up to Paco Bell. Okay. First, the Eldritch Cannon jumps off my back and runs off <laughs> to the side. I'm going to use my Circlet of Christmas Blasting. I'm just going to open up with the big moves. Alright, fair and reasonable. So first thing is going to get blasted with a wave of flamethrower. DC 14, dex check. Yeah, this thing's huge, so it's not really making a whole lot of dex work. Uh, that's a 6, so that's a fail. Great, so it takes 2d8 fire damage and then the uh, Christmas blast 18 yep happy holidays motherfucker five that's still damage I know could have been better below average all right Hallie you're up 
I can, as a bonus action, make a magic weapon. Since my antlers are my weapon, can I... Just enchant them? Can I just enchant my antlers? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Enchanters. Enchanters. And then she's going to attempt to charge this thing and make an attack on it. Twelve. Twelve will not hit. As you charge forward at this monster, your horns glowing with Christmas magic, meaning that it glows like Christmas lights in various different colors radiating out of your horns. Like you were running headfirst at a car, T-boning it as it was minding its own business, uh, you run into one of the metal objects that sticks out of its body, denting it, but doing no damage to the creature overall. Though that does teach you that these objects that are part of its body are not actually part of its body. I'm not still bitter about the <laughs> 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 stupid deer hitting my car on purpose. <laughs> Listeners, the deer was fine, I promise. That's wild. Okay. So for both Paco Bell and spruce. This thing is going to reach out two writhing appendages of some kind. Not quite tentacles, not quite arms. Are going to reach out and yes, Alex. Peppermint ribbon candies? That would imply the magic and whimsy is part of this creature. Yeah, and it's not, is it? Stupid ropes. Stupid, stupid flesh ropes. Stupid flesh ropes. The opposite of Christmas. <laughs> flesh ropes. The opposite of Christmas. It is going to be a 15 to hit Paco Bell and a 15 to hit Spruce because I rolled the same for both of you for some reason. Not gonna hit Spruce. Oh, that hits me. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to all a good night. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be as bad as you. So with a distinct you are going to take seven damage. Which sounds bad, but I don't even know where my hit points are, so it's not there they are. You can't die if you don't know what your hit points are. That's fine. I still have three quarters. No, I mean, I have 75 cents. I'm dead. (laughs) All right. That's going to bring us around, it looks like, to Jack. I'm going to run forward, but jump up onto the wall and start to run up the wall because of my uh, slippers. Okay. You are going to Prince of Persia this thing so hard. And as I run, I'm just going to cock my hand back and cast Santa Snowballs at this thing. So he has to make a deck save. DC 14. Fail. All right. So he'll take... Oh, 13 cold damage as these snowballs just... I'll use 10 more feet of movement to just hop off the wall as I fly 10 feet uh, because of my Tempest Magic. Every every time I cast a spell over first level, I can fly a little bit and then just stick to the wall just closer to it. All right. Perfect. That is going to bring us back to Spruce. Having seen this thing hit... Paco Bell, uh, he just like sort of flexes his fingers on his hand axe and he's like no, and he's gonna go ahead and roll up another attack on him. Cool, cool. That's gonna be an 18 first. 
that'll be a hit. For seven damage? Man, I'm not rolling good damage, though. You- you did 30-something damage last turn! What are you talking about? <laughs> and then a 14 to hit with the second a swing. A 14 will fail. Sweet. Pucklebelt. So there's uh, coins all over the ground, right? Yes. I look down and I find one that uh, I think looks particularly, I don't know, jagged. They're going to have saw blade edges. That'd be rad. They're coins, um, not Hey, man, blades. I don't know. Different cultures, you know, someone might. That's fine. What, uh, did I'm you think that animal. the jigsaw killer is from a, just a particularly weird country? Like, It has to weigh one to five pounds. Is there anything on the floor large enough that weighs a pound? You can find, like, you can probably find a hunk of gemstone that's going to be that heavy. Sick. All right, then I'm going to fling that. Uh, and it's going to do 3d8 damage. It rolls 14. To hit? Oh, no, it's a, it's a uh, dex 14. My, my bad, it's a save. It's a save? All right. Yeah. It, it hasn't been doing well so far on these, so let's, uh... It's going to hit its uh, meat. Uh, so it is going to succeed that save. Most spells, when you pass the dex save, take half damage. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay, so take seven damage. Cool. And then the, the flamethrower again. Crit fail. Five. What? What is with these dice, man? Like, I don't want you guys to fail or die or anything, but like, come on, man. All right, Hallie, you're up. Your horns alight with Christmas magic. Amazing. Uh, yeah, she's gonna try to start kicking and and horn attacking this thing. Roll for horny. Thirteen. Thirteen is a fail. Of course it is. It's almost like though that you could re-roll because you have inspiration. That's true. I could. And you know what? I should try that. I allow it in combat. Wonderful. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna try to re-roll. Let's hope it does better. Okay, 21. That will be a hit. Wonderful. Fuck, now I have to roll damage. I didn't expect to get this far, if I'm honest. <laughs> Nine on that one. And now I gotta find the other one. It's okay, I've never played D&D before. This is my first not, day. Eight. It's not like we're professionals or anything. We're not. With a shudder and a jerky movement, you know how it had the two appendages before? It has grown a third. It is now going to swing at Hallie, Pacobel, and Spruce. Hallie, 13 to hit. Pacobel is a 19 to hit. And Spruce is an 18 to hit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Pacobel. The appendage like targeting you twists itself into a point and then stabs forward aggressively the look of horror and what the hell man got me for a second sorry that's very rude you're going to take nine piercing damage upon seeing the effect effectiveness it is going to do the same thing to both Hallie and spruce having its appendages come out into points and sharply shooting forward Hallie you are going to take 14 damage. Jeez Louise. And Spruce, you are going to take 13 damage. All of it piercing. 
it's going to let out a cry that feels like a summons. And then its turn ends. Jack, that brings us to you, bud. How far do I have to travel along this wall to the top of the cave to get above this thing? Probably like another 20 feet, maybe 20, 25. Cool. Uh, I'll run that 25, and when I'm above him, I'll drop down just to land on him. Okay. And as soon as I hit on him, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh, okay. Your your belly flop Thunder Wave is a new technique. All right. Uh, he'll have to make a con save. DC 14. Uh, it succeeds. I rolled a 14 automatically. I'm sorry. It's all right. He takes half damage. Eight altogether halved is four. With that, I'll fly up 10 feet. Use two sorcery points to cast Ice Knife. As I hit him, unleash this loud sound, go up into the air and just cock my hand at him. Shoot Ice and, Knife. And, and you, you, you Hakusho yeah. Ice Knife at it? All <laughs> yep. right, awesome. That's a 24 to hit. <laughs> 10 damage, max damage. Uh, piercing damage, and then it explodes. And if anything is around it, it has to make a deck save. So I don't know if those tentacles are like separate entities or anything like that. But if they are, they The only things that are surrounding the monster are your friends. Oh shit, are they within- <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Are they within five feet of it? Of it? Yes. The, the targeted each creature. So the, he does- he takes it too. But everybody makes a deck save that's within five feet. Sorry guys. <laughs> Like, the creature's enormous, but yes, they are within five feet of the target. <laughs> 21. Pass. 14. Uh, pass. 16? Succeed. So none of them will take any damage. Yay! Do you? Oh, do I need to make- it does say each creature it's within each five creature. feet. I'm a creature. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do not make it. Luckily, though, I take half damage because it's cold damage. Uh, that's eight. <laughs> eight altogether. So four for me. And I don't, if he uh, if he passed, he doesn't take any. If the entity passed, it doesn't take any. Does it have to roll for a second time if it's the main target? Uh, yeah. So I okay. roll to hit it, and then it explodes, and then it has to dodge those shards. Uh, let's see. And it's a deck save? Yep. That's a fail, buckaroo. So yeah, eight to eight to it. Amazing. And a great turn it was. <laughs> All right, that's gonna bring us back to Spruce. When getting hit and seeing everybody else hit, Spruce is going to finally uh, go into a rage. Christmas rage. Christmas rage. And he's gonna swing down first hit with a fifteen. Yes, that's a hit. And that's going to be, looks like, 10 damage. And then another crit! Yes! <laughs> what? So that was, what, 36 plus 2 because of, no, plus 4 because of strength, because of rage? 40? <laughs> that was a nasty hit. So, 
that hit is going to, like, split a, a piece of this creature's body, severing it from the rest of the mass. The odorous, like, fluid that comes out of it is muddy and slushy and frozen in parts, like the snow that's been plowed to the side of the road. In this slush, you see bits and pieces of toys, gifts, and coins. Also, the smell is overpowering at this point. The smell of a Christmas feast left out to rot in heat. Well, that brings us to you, bud. That's such a good description. I was just nodding and appreciating that description. That's so good. Thank you, guys. Um, You're so encouraging, and I very much appreciate it. Paco Bell's just going to kind of look around at his friends. Does anyone else have a gaping hole in their chest? <laughs> Is it just him? I mean, it it hurt us, but... Okay. Uh, I'm at less than half, so he's going to just sort of singing quietly to himself chestnuts roasting on an open fire as the flamethrower hits again he's just gonna cast cure wounds on himself in second level gotcha gotcha i'll roll that up in a minute he needs to do a dex 14 dex 14 fail good take my 11 points and then it's 2d8 damage as well so that's yes finally 15 a good roll Ooh, spicy damage i wish it for spicier all right. It's only a little cannon. Hallie, that's going to bring it to you. All right. Having the confidence of landing the last hit, she is going to attempt to also hit with Divine Smite when she does this hoof attack. Do the Christmas spirit. Fingers crossed. Nine. So bad. That will not hit, my dear. I'm so Of course sorry. it won't. <laughs> Austin, I may replace these dice. I'm using the ones you gave me. They're they're they got me two crit twenties last time, but this is this is this might not be the they are the dice of feast and famine. Yeah, mostly famine. That's what I got. All right, moving right along. (laughs) So sorry. With a gurgling cry. Another of the appendages is going to grow out of this creature's body. It is now going to make a swing at each of you. Now that it has enough, you know, tentacles to do so. I don't want to say tentacles. Tentacles is... (laughs) So, Jack! Yeah, yeah. Buddy old friend! Uh Uh-oh. It may or may not have critted you. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'm so sorry. I'm the glass cannon, break me. I'm so sorry! Oh god, no. That's... Oh no. That's 30 damage. <laughs> so, this thing is going to create an appendage as you are floating above it, and it is going to shoot up straight up Seshomari maruing you, like, through the center. As it spears you, it's going to whip back and flick your body onto the ground where you land with a decidedly unchristmassy thud. Ow. I'm out. I had 34 and I dealt four to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very glad that death saving throws exist because if I had killed you that way, I would have felt really bad. 
All right, Paco Bell admits. I know for a fact that Paco Bell got a miss. Um, Spruce, twenty-four to hit. Oh God, yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and twenty-seven <laughs> to hit Hallie. Oh, easy peasy. Callie, you're going to take 13 damage. Spruce, you're going to take 8. Which I believe is halved because you're raged. It is going to sweep its appendages and slap both of you across. Taco Bell, you are miraculously not as damaged. It is going to let out this guttural scream. And all of you are, for the next turn, going to have disadvantage on wisdom saving throws. Spruce, that brings us to you. That's like nothing to me, man. (laughs) Spruce like, I ain't got no wisdom. (laughs) Spruce has already had disadvantage, basically. He's going to rummage around in his pack and grab a handful of those Turkish delights Mm -hmm. and, and be like, heads up! And toss one to at Hallie's face. Hopefully she can catch it in her mouth. Um, and then toss one to Paco Bell. How far away is Jack? Jack is probably about 45 to 50 feet away from you guys. All right. Fuck. Uh, he's going to toss another one at Paco Bell and be like, if you can get to him. I thought you were about to throw it at Jack's unconscious face. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> w- would he do that, though? I don't know, Woody. This is your character. I just thought it was funny. He's quite dumb. No, you had him. You had him do the Hallie thing. Yeah, That's, yeah. I think. It, I think he. Bit even he's not, not a that thing dumb. Yeah. No, I was dying. trying to decide whether he's actually that dumb or not, but I don't think he's actually that. Dumb. He's pretty dumb, but no. Yeah, but he's not quite um, that dumb. For the bit is suspended when one of our characters is rolling death saving throws. I don't know, Jack. He did fall with his mouth wide open. <laughs> he fell mouth first onto a Turkish Turkish delight that he yeah, had there to you be go. on the ground. Yeah, I had already dropped one right where he was gonna <laughs> land. Um, uh, no, he's just gonna toss the second one to Paco Bell and say that, and then he's going to leap at one of these appendages with a twenty-five. That was almost a crit. That absolutely hits. <laughs> oh my god. All right, and that is going to be 12 damage for that one. Okay. And then 17 to hit on the second. Hit. And that's going to be... 6 plus 3 is 9 damage. All right, Paco Bell. Would putting this Turkish Delight into Jack's mouth count as uh, manipulation? An object manipulation? Yes. So it's not a full action? Well, especially because it's a Turkish delight, and if you don't want him to choke, you're gonna have to, like, kind of wiggle his jaw to chew it a little bit, or, or feed him like a baby bird. That is also an option. I will have it count as a bonus action. Let's let's compromise. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because uh, I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds at second level on him. Okay. He's gonna wake up with a Turkish delight in his mouth. Yeah, because I want him to have a little extra health. So I'm gonna... I'm gonna place my hand on his chest and go, Jack Frost, you have to go nip at his nose. And just kind of pat him like a buddy. Uh, so it's it's 9 from my spell, and then it's 44 plus 4 for the Turkish Delights. 14 more. And then Flamethrower. Give me a dex, another dex save. Crit fail. Uh, 9 damage. Alright. 
You want to narrate it? Oh, is he... You took it out? Oh, shit. Well. I guess we've just been burning a hole in its side this whole time. Uh, we've been taking apart gifts and coins and things, I guess, have been falling off of it, and eventually we've gotten into the flesh, and it's... You know that scene in Spirited Away where they pour, pull the stuff out of the river spirit and it gushes forward with all this sludge and disgusting, like, muck, as well as all this stuff? Same butt. Yeah. There might be a little bit of additional Christmas magic coming from the revivification of Mr. Frost here. Maybe that's enough to, to help, uh turn the tide, and then the, the flamethrower just keeps eating away at it until it's got a big charred hole in its side. With a final direction, a final blast from this flamethrower, its tentacles shoot up into the sky as if begging for help from some unseen god. It screams, but it screams into thin. Its body beginning to fall away, the muck pouring out of its body, the flesh disintegrating, the toys, the electronics, the fancy clothes, the coins, everything that makes up its body falling bit by bit by bit, until all of the flesh has dissolved away. And in the center of this pile, you are drawn to one image, one particular item, and that is a rotted children's teddy bear that looks like it had been sewn by hand from linen sometime centuries ago. You feel collectively, after this muck and this flesh has sort of melted and begins to evaporate into steam, you begin to feel this wave of not just relief from not dying, but this feeling of Christmas. If there had been some kind of block to the magic of Christmas, to this feeling of love for your fellow man, this feeling of altruism, of giving, of caring, it all floods all of you. You can see the area around you looks brighter. It shines. You said the teddy bear was rotting? Mm-hmm. Can... I don't know if this will do anything, but can Hallie walk up to it and just sniff it and then just do like a little like lay on snoot and try to like just give it like a little like unrot it almost like use a little bit of like healing to try and like make it not disused I guess as you're a trying to heal an item I guess she's just trying to use any sort of thing she can to make it not you know it's Christmas so you walk up and you lay your snoot on onto this bear and feel this swirling mass of Christmas spirit that has just filled this room channels through your nose and it does two notable things. One, 
is it cleans and repairs this bear to like new. But you can feel the love that a child had for this bear. This maybe even first real Christmas gift that sits before you. The other thing that it does is your nose begins to twinkle and glow like a series of Christmas lights circulating in color. 